This podcast was produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Wadawurrung people, and we pay our respects to their elders past and present. Hi, you're listening to Ingridopedia, a food fight podcast where we sling facts, uses, recipes and ephemera about a specific ingredient back and forth between us every episode. I'm Ben Birchall and I'm joined by Emily Naismith. Hi, Em. Hello. Ben, I would like to publicly thank you for way back in our oil episode for making me realise that I like chilli oil. (laughs) Did you not really done a lot of time with chili oil before? No, I just automatically thought I didn't like it because I couldn't handle any kind of spicy food. But yeah, since the oil episode, I've gone on to probably smash about 16 jars of Lagon Ma over the year, <laughs> um, featured on breakfast, lunch, dinners, everything. Um, she's a good lady. Yeah, she, she's a legend. Um, so thank you. And yeah, I'm going to talk about chili oil in this episode. Okay, fair. So a few people have tagged me in pictures on social media of a weird treat featuring chili oil. Mm-hmm. And the picture is what looks like a McDonald's sundae, but it's topped with chili oil instead of like chocolate or caramel sauce or strawberry. Whoever gets strawberry, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're accusing people who get strawberry as of, of being strange yet. I'm guessing you're about to put chili oil on some McDonald's. I am, serve. I am, I okay. am. Um, so a few years ago, this this was kind of on the menu at Macca's in China and it's it was called the Spicy Chili Oil Ice Cream Sundae, found on its members-only creative menu, oh. only available for a day and only members could redeem a coupon and get it. So I think... This was kind of like a trend on the internet before kind of Macca's jumped on board. Um, Chili oil on soft serve first went viral on the internet in Chongqing and Chengdu in 2018 in the Sichuan region of China where spicy chili oil is huge. So, I mean, of course we need to try it. Of course we do. (laughs) Is there a – I mean, you're probably getting to this, but does the internet suggest a specific chili oil? The internet suggests Lagoma. Yes, that's what I but was But I have hoping. the black bean one because that's what I've been obsessed with since. Okay, well, yeah, I think I've got maybe some peanut ones in the fridge here if you want to try a different one. <laughs> this is my favourite. Okay, I've just I've just got Lagoma moustaches like yeah, everywhere yeah. at home, at work, <laughs> in the car. Yep. Correct. Okay, so I have a plain Macca's Sunday, sauce-free. And what did they say when you ordered that, by the way? Yeah, sure. <laughs> You're just one of the hundreds of weirdos that's come through today and I don't care. And now I'm loading it up with about the same amount of Lagonma as I saw in. All right. So I don't think I've ever had chili oil with a dessert before. No. It's actually really good. So sweet, so salty, so umami, like chunky. Um, too late to try now, but how do you think it would go with caramel? Mmm. Mmm. Okay, and that's some homework yeah, for the weekend. that's some homework. Okay, do you want to try it? Yeah, look, I'll give it a go. Thank you. It is, yeah, the sweet, the umami, the creamy, 
That's like all the flavors in mm. one hit. Yeah, I'll be I'll be doing that one again. Emily, I feel like we're going to be talking a lot about hot sauce this mm. episode. We're going to be talking a lot about chili oil. You know, it's just the way that we that we consume chili. Yeah. Um would what's your kind of go-to hot sauce, would you say? Well, apart from chili oil, it would be sriracha mm-hmm. or um, t- this week I've been having this one called Pichango Tango by Matt's Hotshot. And, yeah, I reckon they're my three. Okay. Well, you, you loaded it up first on the list there, the one I wanted to talk about, which is sriracha. Mm. Um and it is, it's one of the most versatile and widespread chili sauces. It's, um, it's actually a Californian company, but it's based on, on Thai, a Thai recipe. Uh, and it's great. It's delicious. It's, yeah, like I said, really versatile. You can put it on your eggs in the morning. You can put it on Asian food. You can, you can have it with all sorts of cuisines. That's the good news. The bad news is I want to talk about, and this won't be news to you, the worldwide sriracha shortage. Yeah, I do remember that. But I think it was when I wasn't into it. Mm. But I am, I was aware of it. Well, guess what? It's not not happening again. It's ongoing. Oh, my gosh. This is a story from SBS on May 23 this year, so pretty recent. A shortage of the red jalapeno chili peppers Huifong Foods uses as the base for its sriracha has been impacting production levels of the spicy sauce since July 2020. The situation intensified in June last year when the Southern Californian company warned that due to weather conditions affecting the quality of chili peppers, it was facing a more severe shortage of the key ingredient. So, Not good news. Even worse. While stock levels were somewhat replenished later in the year, reports emerged last month in the US, uh, so that would have been in April, that severe heat and drought across the regions where the chili peppers are grown meant the cult condiment would once again be vanishing from supermarket shelves. Uh, the stock issue has since flowed through to Australia with both Coles and Woolworths online shopping sites listing Hui Fong's food sriracha as sold out or currently unavailable. I did go to a Woolworths today. It was on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Big bottles too. I was actually thinking of, about doing a bit of hoarding, but then I thought <laughs> that, that'd be mean. I do have a big bottle at home. Uh, a spokesperson for Hui, Hui Fong Foods told SBS News in a statement that the company was still experiencing a shortage of raw material. So uh, the article asks, when will stock levels return to normal? Um, At the height of production, the Huifong Foods factory in Irwindale, California, made around 18,000 bottles of sriracha every hour. Wow. Last year, that dropped to around 2,000 an hour due to that shortage of of red jalapenos. Um, They can't really say. They have no estimations of when supply would return to normal or when an increase in stock would flow through to Australian supermarkets. They just said, we're grateful for your continued patience and understanding during this unprecedented inventory shortage. Interesting. Like, this gets sriracha in the kind of press, and I do know that they famously don't advertise. Mm. So maybe this is like kind of like a good, it's a evening a good out. thing. Maybe it's evening, evening things out. Look, I, I think... I mean, yeah, you might want to look at it as a good thing. I think millions in the world are, are worried. No, I mean, a good thing for the brand. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Scarcity. And it'll yeah, yeah. Get people interested in it. Um, I'm fearing the worst, personally. Oh. I feel like Sriracha is going to run out. Um, so I feel like we need some solutions. Okay. 
And I believe I have it. Okay. Oh, that's good. Your first reaction there was sriracha. I think a lot of people would say sriracha first. Maybe some people might say Tabasco or, you know, like the, the really kind of uh, popular mm. chili sauces in the world. I want to talk about a really simple solution. It's readily available. There's no, seems to be no global shortages as far as my internet has, uh, internet searching has, has turned out. Uh, so it's in plentiful, plentiful supply. You can get it at local supermarkets. I got mine in, in the Torquay Coles. It's massively underrated. It is Sambal Olek. Oh, yeah. Have you I had, had some of that. You got in some Sambal Olek at home? Um, I want to talk about it because for me, it was like, it's like the, the source code of chili sauce for me. It's the one I grew up with. It was always in my Nana and Papa's fridge. Uh, Papa would sometimes challenge us to dip her chopstick into it and burn our little mouths of, and, and there would be <laughs> a flame and tears streaming down her face, which actually goes to show how much my taste buds have died over the years, which is a real worry because <laughs> now I can just eat it by the spoonful. Um, it was just the chili, what chili sauce was for me growing up. Mm. Um, this has anchovies in it too, doesn't it? It does not. Oh, so right. re- it's a really simple chili sauce, and I'll, I'll, but don't take my word for it. Yeah. I want to quote from an article by Rick Martinez in Bon Appetit. Uh, he says, not too long ago, I rounded up every bottle and jar of hot sauce, paste, powder, and pepper we have in the test kitchen, about 25 in total. Armed with a cup of black coffee at 9 a.m., I tasted them all. Some were sweet, most were vinegary, all were hot, but none of the, not a lot of them actually tasted like chili. For me, that's the most important factor. So he chose Sambal Olek, an Indonesian chili paste, because it's so flavorful and so simple. Uh, it's really, it is sustainably sourced, red chili peppers, 89%, salt, acidity regulator, and preservative. Yeah, that's all right. it is. It's basically just chili. And that's what Rick Martinez says there. It's good as a condiment and also good as an ingredient in cooked foods. And even better, it will taste like you're cooking with fresh chilies. Sambal Olek is available in most grocery stores in the Asian food section, which is the same here in Australia, uh, right next to the sriracha. Not not so in Australia, but, you know, you, you'll find it. Um, one tablespoon is roughly the equivalent of a chopped small jalapeno. It lasts forever. It's great stirred into mayo or ketchup. It's very good in ketchup. It gives salad dressings a kick, and it's a cheap and easy substitute for fresh or dried chilies in your cooking. Ladies and gentlemen, Sambal Olek, Sriracha replacement. Emma, I've got some here for you. Thank you. Some Sambal Olek. I think this is going to be And some barbecue chips. It's going to be a hectic time. Look, it's, <laughs> it's not without heat. It's studded with chili seeds. It's bright red. It's a really kind of it's, mm. a, it's a paste. Like it's not it's not a sauce so much, even though sambal means sauce in, in Bahasa Indonesia. It does have the same kind of zing as sriracha. It doesn't have but any sweetness. More full on. But it is definitely more full on. I've gone with the um, the Konimex brand again. That's the one I grew up with. That's one that that my papa always had in the fridge. I'm going to go to the wall for this. I just think Sambal Olek 2023, this is your year. <laughs> em, you're eating ice cream now because it yeah. really, really hurt you, didn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry. It didn't hurt me. I just want to eat ice cream. <laughs> my family, as in like my mum and dad, brother and sister, tease me a lot about food. 
And one of the things they tease me about is going to the pantry all the time and just they tease me and they say something nice for Emmy Johanna because that's like what I used to say when I was a kid, just like <laughs> stare at all the food and just want it all the time. And just and you would refer to yourself in the third person? In the third person, of course, okay. yes. And um, another thing they tease me about is saying, it's too spicy, which was another of my catch cries mm. as a kid. Even when something just had pepper in it, I was like, it's too spicy. You had catchphrases. You were like an 80s sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say much else. <laughs> um, but this year, yeah, I've been liking chili a lot more. Um, I don't know why. I don't know whether it's because it's this like drug I'm on that's like literally changing my genes or I just finally grew up. But here <laughs> we are. Um, but like baby steps. So I can deal with like moderate heat. And, yeah, aside from chilli oil, I've been dabbling in other kinds of chilli, like um, different hot sauces and gochujang and cooking with even Sichuan chilli. But I still feel like a bit of a baby. Like eating raw chilli in a salad is just like too full on for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to get better. So how do you get better at eating hot things? So there's a guy called Jesse Day who is um, known as the guy from Canada who loves spicy food. But he lives in Korea and he basically eats spicy food like all the time, like hectic stuff. So his tips are, number one, work your way up. So if you can't handle a certain spicy dish, but you can handle something beneath that, Mm -hmm. then continually practice at the level below what you want to achieve. And that's kind of backed up by science because Vox says that you can actually train your tongue to be desensitized to capsaicin, the component that makes you know, things taste spicy. Second tip is to breathe. He Mm. says, funnily enough, when you're eating spicy food, exhaling through the mouth helps and to make a noise while you're doing it, like a grunting type (laughs) thing. Um, So I'd rather die than do that on the podcast. (laughs) So I'm going to skip that. Like that kind of thing? (laughs) Maybe. Okay. Maybe Um, eat some sambal olek and I'll give it a try. Okay. (sighs) Breathing through the mouth. (sighs) Grunting. Doesn't really help. <laughs> I mean, it okay. sounds great, but. Um, third tip is don't drink anything, mm. but if you do, drink milk. Because water won't help because capsaicin isn't water soluble. Yeah. So it won't get, won't get it off your tongue. But milk, the fat in milk can help break it down so that it can't bind to the pain receptors. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get the fattiest milk you can find, that's good. Also, heard peanut butter can help which might make sense because I've been eating peanut butter with hot sauce. Yeah, that does So make that sense. might dilute it a bit. Cancelling it out. Tip four, eat butter sticks. Ooh. So this is if you're eating like large quantities of spice at once. It's more to just like eat heaps of saturated fat to absorb the like brutality to your stomach or right. like stop the brutality to your stomach. <laughs> yeah. Number five is surf the endorphin wave. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, just... <laughs> Dig in. Um, which I guess is something we might have to keep in mind for my next fact. Ooh. So just just a warning. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> All right, let's surf. Em, you would say that chili is a pretty versatile food, right? Like we just ate chili oil on ice cream. Mm. Um, it goes great with like meat, with rice, with pasta, on top yeah, of that's pizza, in, in fruit. You can dip a fruit roll-up wrapped pickle into a chili seasoning <laughs> and it makes it delicious. Yeah. Basically, everything is better with chili. There, I said it. 
One Australian hot sauce company is pushing that pretty far. Like, would you say that native green ants are better with chili? Native green ants I've actually never had, so I couldn't tell you. Okay, well, let's find out because Ziggy's Wild Foods, uh, a local company, uh, they are based in uh, Bellingen in New South Wales. They make native green ant, green apple and wild fennel hot sauce. Uh, they describe it on their website, one of the most flavour-packed and fascinating ingredients we've ever come across. Here they've been pickled and added whole into this spicy and fruit-forward hot sauce. So. I wonder if it tastes like... I've never had green ants, but I once bought those dehydrated black ants mm. off the internet. Yeah, we did that for our insects episode. Yeah, that's right. They tasted really citrusy. They were quite citrusy. Mm. Native green ants are the same. I've had them with uh, at Attica on... Um, Flex. Yep, uh, with... <laughs> The green ant pavlova that yeah. Attica were doing for a while there and in- interviewed Ben Shuri about it, another flex, on our, <laughs> on our insects episode. So I've had green ants before. It wasn't with chilli, though. It was with a pavlova with cream and the green ants gave it a, a, like a real citrus burst. On the Ziggy's Wild Foods Native Green Ant website, they say, uh, imagine overwhelming sense of coriander, lime and lemongrass, complete with a tangy, satisfying finish, tiny yet truly mighty and sustainably harvested. So... Let's give it a go. Mm. Mm. Whoa. It's a lot hotter than the other one, I reckon. Yeah. Something about me can't deal with green chilies. Yeah. I mean, this does have, it's got jalapeno, Mm. habanero, granny smith apple, wild fennel, Spanish onion, sea salt, garlic, wild native thyme, wild green ant, and wild dorigo pepper. So, yeah. She got some heat. Just going to have another little hit there. Can you taste that? When I had a tiny bit, just like a little lick, I could taste the citrus. Mm. But then when I put the whole thing in my mouth, I just tasted the burning. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hot. Yeah, it's really hot. Hey, what are you meant to do? Um, Breathe out of your mouth and grunt? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm going back to my ice cream. So I think I would say inconclusive are green ants better with chilli because, yeah, I can really just taste burning as well. Mm. I mean, it's nice though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can get that from Matt's Hot Shop, hot shop in uh, Wellington Street in Collingwood. If you want to head down there and speak to Matt, he's a good guy. <laughs> oh, boy. So what's the hottest food chilli-wise you've ever had? Uh trinidad scorpion hot sauce that um i got for uh chris kringle one year yeah right it was quite a few years ago and i got a couple of really good hot sauces ate them really quickly the trinidad scorpion is still in my fridge it's moved house with me from (laughs) coburg and i've been living in torquay for like two and a half years so yeah it's lasted a while that hot sauce Because, yeah, you really don't need much. Yeah, okay. It just burns like crazy. Um, so that's mine. What is your your hottest food experience? <laughs> um, we've mentioned it before on the podcast, but when we went to Bell's Hot Chicken and got the oh, spice level classed really fucking hot. Yeah. That they, was too much for me. They're not lying. No. Yeah, that was really hot. Yeah, I begged the bartender for milk. It wasn't, it wasn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that extreme competitive nature of chili eating has kind of died down a bit in the past few years. But having said this, I want to push myself. 
um, because I might like super, super hot things mm. now. Who knows? So, yes, I went to Matt's Hot Shop in Collingwood, got a sauce they make, which has the hottest chilli in the world in it. It's called – the sauce is called Cherry Cherry Bang Bang. Well, that sounds – and yeah. it has some... That sounds friendly. <laughs> yeah, it has gourmet dark cherries. I mean, the cherries are holding guns on the front. Oh, I was going to say it's got a nice cartoon cherry, but yeah. you're right, it's, they're shooting guns. And it's got sweet Australian wildflower honey mm. and the sting of more than 50% Carolina Reaper pepper for incredible heat. Okay. What's the, uh, <laughs> what's the Scoville, you know? The Scoville rating of Carolina Reaper chilies is 1.5 million. Um, but the hottest ones have been 2.2 million. And I think like, I think jalapenos are like 5,000. Right. And I already can't deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I spoke to Em at Matt's Hot Shop and she told me that the Carolina Reaper pepper is, is like the hottest chili in the world, but it's actually relatively new. Like it was only invented Mm. about 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, people are just like tinkering with chilies. Yeah. They're like crossbreeding them or whatever. Plain God. Yeah. So and there's it's dangerous. This, <laughs> there's this guy, um, Matt, in our Ingredipedia Bites episode last week, mentioned him, Smoked Ed Curry. Mm. And he invented this, this chili by crossbreeding a ghost pepper and a red habanero chili. And what came out was this weird looking red chili with warts and blisters all over it. And this little tiny tail at the bottom, it looks kind of gross. Um, but yes, apparently it's very hot. So. I want to just play a little bit um, of sound from a video on Great Big Story um, of Ed, the creator of the chili, explaining what happens when you eat it. When you eat the Carolina Reaper, the first sensation you get is sweet. And then all of a sudden the heat starts going. It's like burning, burning, burning. Then the physiological stuff starts. Your eyes will bloodshot. They just start tearing up and watering. The skin flushes. You start breathing hard. Your metabolism starts raising up. Some people say it's like eating molten lava. Others will say it's like licking the sun. To me, it's like eating a charcoal briquette. And no matter what you do, you cannot get that burn out of the back of your mouth. I mean, it's crazy. A lot of what I Okay. <laughs> so I'm sure, like, the sauce itself won't be... As full on as that, okay. as eating like an actual chili, just giving you the one with more. Thanks. Um, <laughs> okay. Got the sweetness. Yep. Here it comes. <laughs> it's not that bad. Okay. Okay. Do you like it? I do like it. It's not as hot as the Ziggy's Wild Foods Native Green Ant, Green Apple and Wild Fennel Hot Sauce oh, that we just tried. interesting. I don't think. But we didn't have as much either. That's true. Do you want to load up another chip? Yeah, you're going to make me eat more, <laughs> aren't you? Okay. Yeah, I feel like the, the Ziggy's one was more intense. Yeah. Oh, wait a sec. It's getting more intense now. Hmm. I've just loaded up a chip with like four times the amount that I just yep. had. But I, I will say, and when we spoke to Matt from Matt's Hot Shop... He did say that he's not really into that sort of broy, like extreme no. eating. Like, and this is actually a really tasty, sweet hot sauce. Yeah, well, his ones are all natural; like, they don't ex- contain extracts. Mm. It's really fruity. Okay, it's hot now. Yeah, my mouth is, is really starting to burn now. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. You know, sometimes you're just like, okay, I never want to do that again, and then yeah, eventually you forget and have it again. It's really hot, but um, 
it takes a while for the heat to hit. Mm. And so before you get the heat, you get all the sweetness. And mm. yeah, it's really quite hot now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I meant to grunt. Oh boy. There it is. Yeah, that's okay. That's really hot. <laughs> okay, well, we just had a little break. <laughs> Drank a litre of milk each. Drink some more. So as well as being delicious and making you feel alive when everything around you feels cold and dead, <laughs> chili has a lot of health benefits. Um, here's a laundry list from pepperhead.com, so you can take it with a grain of chili salt. Uh, it benefits the digestive tract, um, actually acts as an anti-irritant in your digestive tract. It promotes a healthy heart. I know my heart's <laughs> beating real heavy here. Um it mitigates migraines, which is good to know because I get migraines. Mm. I feel like I'm not going to be getting one right now because my tongue is on fire. <laughs> Relieves joint pain, improves metabolism, quells, quells psoriasis. Yeah, right. What can't it do? Reduces cancer risk. Again, we're not a medical yeah, um, podcast here, so this is maybe not the, the best source. But it does <laughs> a lot of things. Prevents bad breath. Uh yeah, apparently it acts as a disinfectant to the air you breathe out by improving the odor of your breath. So my breath mm. must smell great. <laughs> um, but there's one more thing it might help with, and that is jet lag. Right. So I have to say, disclaimer, I'm 100% falling for a Qantas press release um, that was put out last week, but it's relevant to our interest that it was picked up by like all the travel uh, publications out there. So this uh, little extract is from Condé Nast Traveller. Uh, Qantas just released a years-long study on how to change in-flight routines to reduce jet lag on its upcoming ultra-long-haul flights from New York and London non-stop to Sydney, which they're about to start these in 2025. Basically, this article is a big ad for their, mm. their non-stop flights um, from, from New York and London to Sydney. Um, those flights will be 22 hours long, um, which make jet lag and in-flight comfort an important consideration. Among the study's findings, adjusted lighting, tailored sleep and dining schedules, and meals with spe specific ingredients helped significantly improve passengers' jet lag, specifically foods that encourage wakefulness or sleep, including chili and chocolate, were found to be especially helpful. Mm -hmm. So they, they talk a lot about f the foods that they give you. Um, a major component of the adjusted schedule was timing the in-flight meal service to align with the internal body clock and serving dishes that promoted the brain's production of tryptophan, an amino acid linked to sleepiness. We talked about that in, yeah, the, in the turkey episode. Turkey episode. Uh, these dishes included fish and chicken paired with fast-acting carbohydrates, as well as comfort foods like soups and milk-based desserts. It doesn't actually go into any detail in any like in the press release in the extract that's on the uh sydney university's charles perkins center who co-authored this study um nobody can tell me when you eat the chili how you right. eat the chili there's nothing in there so i will maybe follow that up and find out but um maybe you just constantly eat the chili um, maybe let's just do that <laughs> i mean it does it's a really flimsy press release designed to make us talk about the fact that Qantas are having direct flights to London and New York, which I've said three times now. Um, but it was it was um, 
led by a senior lecturer in neurophysics at Sydney University's Charles Perkins Centre, um, Dr. Sveta Postnova. She uses methods from physics, mathematics, and data science to develop quantitative models of brain dynamics and unify those with experimental data with that aim to explain mechanisms and design tools for health monitoring and disease prevention. Yeah, right. So, <clears throat> you know. Well, I, I mean, hopefully they have green Pringles. Hopefully they have something with chili yeah. somehow. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Load up on Pringles because, you know, the MSG yeah. and the umami is better on planes. Load up on chocolate just because. And then load up on chili because apparently it cures jet lag. Okay, so apart f- uh, from torturing ourselves with chili, mm. Emily, what did we talk about? I talked about chili oil on ice cream, dabbled in how to eat spicier food, and then talked about the Carolina Reaper chili and tried some of it in a hot sauce. I talked about the sriracha replacement, sambal olek. I talked about the Ziggy's Wild Foods native green ant hot sauce. And then I talked about how chili can cure jet lag. We don't know how, but apparently it does. Yeah. So you can vote for who you thought was the most interesting by jumping on our Instagram and voting on that poll. We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. And drink more milk. (laughs) 